lot of what we see is love and light, love and light, love and light. Right. But that's not all of our overall frequency. And so within ascension, this idea of ascension, it's about bringing all of our energy up along with that love and light, all of it going upwards and to an extent shifting in vibration from the 3D to the 4D to the 5D, new earth frequency, whatever you want to call it. Welcome to Into the Light Podcast. This is where we will be discussing and exploring all things Ascension. Ascension journey, Ascension journey mapping, and understanding how we can deepen and increase our spiritual and healing journey, along with understanding concepts around the global consciousness awakening that's happening, quantum energy healing, personal growth and enlightenment, trauma healing, and so much more as we learn together from experts in the field. I'm your host, Adina Movana, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to Into the Light. I'm your host, Adina Movana. Today, we have a very uh, an exciting guest named Caitlin Aubrey. Caitlin is a psychic channel and ascension mentor. She bridges the gap between the physical and spiritual world in order to provide you clarity, align with your purpose, and assist you with healing on an emotional and physical level. She also offers a variety of courses, practices, and one-on-one support to assist you on your journey. This is so exciting. I, and, and, and Caitlin, I, I, I watch you on social media. You do all things ascension and Ascension Awareness. So I'm just so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Amazing. I um, wanted to talk to you about a couple of these topics. I know um, you are doing, like I said, all things Ascension and bringing awareness to what's happening like in the universe right now. And so could you just describe in a few words at a high level, like when someone asks you, I know they ask me now, what is Ascension? You know, I kind of go into like law of attraction and things like that, but at a high level, can you, can you give us like how you best uh, talk about some of your Ascension work? So Ascension is about raising your overall frequency of your body. So bringing all levels of your energy up. And that's not just love and light. A lot of what we see is love and light, love and light, love and light. Right. But that's not all of our overall frequency. And so within Ascension, this idea of Ascension, it's about bringing all of our energy up along with that love and light, all of it going upwards and to an extent shifting in vibration from the 3D to the 4D to the 5D, new earth frequency, whatever you want to call it. Right. And you mentioned it's not all love and light. That's one of the things I see on your post is like uh, sometimes spiritual leaders are like, oh, this is all fun and, you know, it should be this thing. And it's like, no, you have to be like I saw, I think you said a post a couple of days ago where you have the problem is really, you know, grounding this energy and, and of doing some of the, the more challenging work in this process of ascension. Is that right? You focused on a little bit of that. So basically grounding your energy. And when we focus so much on love and light, we're focusing on our higher levels of frequency. If you want to put it into the overall um, space of chakras, you're only focusing on, say, your third eye and your crown chakra, whereas that's bringing you out of your body 
And so you can't actually ground because your frequency of love and light is just too high to actually ground back into your body. And so what I kind of mean is, so our lower chakras kind of have those lower frequencies, those darker, denser frequencies, which are, is essentially our physical nature. We have physical meat suits, bodies. And so that idea is bringing this physical nature up with that love and light. And so not just focusing on the love and light, just to, to an extent, get out of our bodies, it's bringing the frequency of our bodies up with that higher energy. Yeah, and so you mentioned the lower densities. So our sometimes I'm like, what does that really mean? Because I'll even talk about it. And but it, it are are people basically having to do work or or clear out? What do we need to do to clear out what we consider lower density energy? And why do we need to do that? So a lot of our a kind of um, experiences in life get trapped in our lower body, in our root, in our sacral, in our, to an extent, solar plexus. And so within that bogs that energy down and kind of hinders it from actually releasing and allowing it to move up within the idea of an energetic resonance. And so it's so important to really look at the inner child, really, uh, to an extent, release traumas surrounding what you experienced uh, to an extent your life. And these traumas primarily to an extent can occur within childhood, but it's more so about everything you experienced in life gets trapped into that lower chakra frequency, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's amazing. So I love that it connects back into these kind of real world situations where people are going through their trauma healing, right? So would you say then, so it's it's almost like it's a mandatory process to, I guess, heal the trauma first and then start discovering the awareness of these other, this, this ascension process. Is that how you kind of approach your working with your clients? Yeah. So it's so important before even working on say your third eye crown, higher chakras, it is so important to actually be grounded into your body. And so I do receive clients that are seeking to an extent awaken say their third eye their crown but they are kind of like out of their body and so there's an imbalance between their higher chakras and their lower chakras and because of that um, it is so important to work on your lower chakras those darker frequencies first before opening yourself up to say this this spiritual realm that you can't entirely see if that makes sense Oh, right. So that's leading into uh, type t- connecting with psychic abilities, intuitive abilities, right? So, yeah. okay. So you're saying we have to do the, the lower root chakra work first, clear out the densities, and then that opens up the opportunity to basically tap into our, our psychic and intuitive abilities. Is that right? Yes. And mm-hmm. even within groundedness, if you're say ungrounded or to an extent, don't entirely feel like you're in your body that's kind of a a key sign that there is some work to be done um, within your lower frequencies, your lower energetic centers, chakras. Again, whatever you want to call it is completely fine. Amazing. Can you tell me a little bit how you got into this work? I don't know a lot of, you know, about your background, but what, what, how did you get 
get so, you know, in tune with these things and start doing this work with, with clients? So I have always been to an extent psychic. I was heavily really psychic as a child, but due to circumstances, um, it was very, to an extent, um, traumatizing for me. Mm -hmm. And so I was parts of myself off because I just shut those parts of myself off because it was just a lot. I could see this world, but no one else could really see it with me. There were individuals in my life that could understand and tried to figure it out, but no one could actually see it. So I shut down my overall abilities. And later in life, I did an inner child breath work. And it completely, it healed that trauma. And then all of a sudden I started seeing auras. I started talking to beings. I started (laughs) seeing beings. Everything just came back online. Oh my gosh. And so it was connected to a uh, breath work. Is that, is that accurate? You basically, a lot of this stuff is connected to our, our breathing exercises and that's what opened, opened it up for you. Is that also what it does for other people? So it's more along the lines of kind of that. So through that breath work for the inner child opened me up to actually healing the inner child. And so to an extent through healing my inner child, I was able to kind of like release this veil and it can be through breath work. It can be through meditation, but to an extent, it's really like getting in there and healing that inner child. Mm. Okay. So that's where you really focus on. So when someone comes to you, I don't know, your clients or people start to follow you, what, what kind of like issues are they trying to work on? Like, what are they really trying to, uh, you know, heal from or where, where is their problem at that you can really help them with? So one thing that I like to note is that I do often do the work that no one else really wants to do. I do the nitty gritty aspects of spirituality. So many of times my clients are experiencing something called spiritual psychosis, which is fairly, um, many individuals get stuck on this in their spiritual journey, this idea of not wanting to be here anymore, Mm -hmm. this idea of kind of being so far out of your body that you might be experiencing things that you don't consent to, or you can't really control the energetic. And so really bringing individuals back into that grounded state by doing to an extent, sometimes I do healing work on other individuals so that they can ground back into their body so that they can and offer homework so that they can actually continue to stay within this state and not get back to where they were. Wow. So it's like a, you have homework, you have, you have like daily... Uh, things. I know you mentioned meditation, a little bit on breath work. Are there things that people and your clients or who are working with you, they need to be doing every single day or else they get derailed again? It's not entirely keeping such a strict schedule so that you do it every every day. It's kind of more along the lines of staying with in tune with your body. If something doesn't feel right, go into it. If something that isn't really settling with you, then don't do it. It's kind of keeping that energetic space. And oftentimes my clients can re-listen to the audios 
of what was actually done and that that in itself can to an extent bring that forth into a more grounded state. Oh, wow. And so are you also, it said in your work that you also are helping clear some of the negative energies, right? So I don't know how this works. Like, are, are you identifying if they're having, you know, certain, I don't know, en- entities or energies attached to them, and then you're able to clear that is it, and then they can move forward? Or how does that work? Okay, so regarding this idea of those darker frequencies that can get trapped within your body, that is a mutual agreement within yourself and actually this overall entity attachment. And so more often than not, it's about their presence and giving thanks to them and therefore they can be released. So I do often work with, to an extent, these lower frequencies, these lower vibrations to an extent to overall raise both the energy in your lower chakras and also can to an extent release them from your being. Okay, interesting. If they are there. So not everyone has those problems, but some people do. So there are often uh, to an extent um, wanderers, which are like souls that haven't crossed over, but don't necessarily know how to. So oftentimes if those are within your field, it's kind of opening that space for them to cross over or say if there's something such as a succubus in your lower chakras then to an extent providing it that clarity that you see it, you acknowledge its presence. And by acknowledging its presence, it um, can to an extent be released because now that overall blockage that was there is now acknowledged. Wow. Yeah. And so this is important, not only because, you know, on this metaphysical level, but it also sounds like, um, these negative energies have an effect like on our physical level as well, right? Um, I know in, in, in the little bio we had, it sounds like you're also doing a certain amount of uh, physical like work where people are, you know, can you tell me a little bit about that? Are, are, are you also helping them through any kind of ways that this is creating physical afflictions on, on people? Yes. So oftentimes that works alongside the spiritual psychosis. So oftentimes our overall lower chakras are not even really looked at. They We focus so much on that idea of love and light, love and light, love and light, that we are resisting the energies in our lower chakras. And because of that, it gets really tacky. And so really releasing the energies within that space. And it's not necessarily negative. It's just to an extent, darker frequencies. And so we have light and dark frequencies within our body. And by raising the frequency of our darker energies, our darker frequencies, we can then to an extent raise the energy of our lighter frequencies. So the darker frequencies don't necessarily get transmuted or say disappear. They need to be moved up alongside of the overall lighter frequencies. Right. And this is something I think about sometimes when I've seen your posts. Some Sometimes we understand this ascension process is like, uh, oh, it's a hierarchy or somewhere like something you're trying to get that's better than where you are now. And um, I, I always think of it like, but we're not supposed to think that way. Everyone is where they are and that's where they need to be. Right. So how do we understand that? Like, okay, is this like a, 
oh, you're more ascended than me and less ascended. How do we like understand where someone is in their journey is exactly, you know, where they need to be versus, oh, you should be, you know, doing this thing, you know, how, how do you address that? Do you so oftentimes in our spiritual journey, what we can develop is it's, it's our ego, but I call yeah. it spiritual ego because mm -hmm. our ego is still there. It's just kind of being veiled by spirituality, but that's right. Still, yeah. You know, still there. So this idea of I'm a higher vibration than you, yeah. oh, I'm kind of like every, everyone is on their own timeline. Everyone is on their own path. We all have a specific purpose and what we were meant to experience here. And there is no overall linear path to ascension. So sometimes we might experience a pendulum while we're ascending really high vibrations, then really low vibrations. And then that just keeps going while others might just maybe to an extent have a more process similar to a wave. Everyone has their own set vibration that they are set to experience in this lifetime and so this idea of higher and lower everyone is experiencing what they're meant to experience in this now moment if that makes sense yeah it does i love how you know like we want to identify spirituality ego and like uh, you know all of all of that so it's kind of a problem sometimes when people have that superiority kind of messaging so i love that you address that and maybe maybe it connects like into that like this ascension process in general what are these symptoms that every that, that we're all experiencing like i know that uh, I certainly have heard that the whole, whether you believe in it or not, to some degree, you know, what I've heard is that this energy is coming to us and it's happening. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, what exactly is happening right now where we're all the ascension process, whether we know it or not? Yes. So essentially on this earth plane, we are kind of in a space where we are shifting our vibration from the third dimension to the fifth dimension and the fourth dimensions in there, but it's the main ones are the third and the fifth. The fourth dimension is just that um, wiggle room between the third and the fifth. Those are the two main vibrations. Okay. But to an extent within what we are experiencing in the now moment, it's a collective shift between those two vibrations. And that's not to say that automatically we're all going to wake up and to an extent be sh automatically shifted into this 5d a new earth frequency whatever it is you want to call it but um it's more of that gradual shift that gradual pace because everyone is experiencing what they need to experience in this now moment. Uh, so what are the kind of physical proofs or symptoms that people are having? Because I see lists like, okay, ascension symptoms, you're having physical headaches, vomiting, you know, I don't, I don't know, like, what do you see is the signs and the indicators on a physical level that this is happening? So oftentimes, ascension symptoms don't necessarily indicate ascension. They indicate blockages in your body that are not actually allowing these energy to an extent be integrated. And these symptoms can harm so many <laughs> different symptoms. So it could be physical body pains, physical body aches, um, different things such as ears ringing, um, different things such as say, odd bodily functions or to an extent ungroundedness. 
spiritual psychosis, which basically all encompasses those ascension symptoms. Spiritual psychosis is a giant culmination of a bunch of different ascension symptoms so far to the extent that you out of your body. And so that is really kind of where it's stemming from. But regarding the overall ascension symptoms in ascension, when we have ascension symptoms, it is so, 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 so important to look at our body, look at our energetics and see where we are not fully, fully integrating mm. because ascension symptoms don't indicate ascension. They indicate a blockage within to an extent how we are receiving these energies. So receiving these energy, is this something that's happening, you know, just right now and it wasn't happening like previously? Is it something related to, I, I know I see things about the stars and the alignment and the solar flares, like what's happening where we're getting like right now where we're getting these energies. So in this moment in time, like humanity, I, I, like I say things like we're on the, the greatest global consciousness awakening, but can you tell us what are those energies exactly and where are they coming from and where, why now? Yes. So those energies are to an extent, they have been to an extent um, coming in. It's just, okay. So the fifth dimension 5d is it has been here it's just uh, to an extent we are overall receiving the vibration we are trying to match our vibrations to that of the 5d but sometimes it can be a little bit difficult because the 5d frequency isn't entirely fully fully love and light and so within that what we are experiencing what we are receiving are these of 5D frequencies. So many of us get glimpses into that 5D frequency. Some of us are experiencing 5D timelines, but not even knowing it. And so to an extent, what we are experiencing are those energies coming in from the 5D. But where ascension symptoms come in is where so many of us are really polarizing ourselves to the love and light frequency, but that's creating that big divide between ourselves and the 5D. And so essentially what's coming in is that 5D frequency. Right. Okay. So do you work with clients who are from different religious backgrounds? I don't know. If, I don't know you too well, but like different people have this concept. Um, you know, me, I'm from a Muslim background and we're talking about, hey, this is the signs of the end of the days. And this is what, it, but, but this is what it really means. Or, you know, Christians have that concept too, or the, the apocalypse is coming. So do you have any ideas about how this ascension process really relates to these religious and cultural traditions that people are normally practicing or believing in? So essentially in my overall practice, it's, I've worked with um, a variety of different individuals with a variety of different backgrounds. And really basically, I lost count of how many <laughs> I've worked with individuals all over um, the world. But um, basically, it's kind of, okay, so this, to an extent, 5D, if you want to call it the flash, or if you want to call it new earth, it's kind of a prophetic timeline. And I kind of see it as this prophecy being, it's kind of relevant in many different societal terms, in different cultures, 
but to an extent, it's kind of having that a little bit different um, connotation within each. But um, overall, it is a prophetic timeline. And so within that, there is no set date. There is no set time. To an extent, it is of like a minute by minute basis. That's how fast this overall um, prophecy shifts because the prophecy doesn't necessarily, we don't wait for the prophecy. The prophecy waits for us. And there are thresholds in order to receive that prophecy. Wow. Okay. So we're in the process of, I guess, as humanity meeting some of those thresholds, would you say, in terms of where we where we have to uh, be going as like a collective unit? Is that what you're saying? Yes. So, well, uh, over over for a minute. I, I don't necessarily know how long, but um, so there have been to an extent thresholds that we have met And so to an extent, it just kind of keeps uh, going until the next threshold is um, to an extent met because we are receiving these frequencies of the fifth dimension of the 5D, which is the new earth frequency. It's just those are coming in there. I don't necessarily see this whole new earth frequency as a a large event, but many small events until um, to an extent that threshold is met. Because to an extent that this um, flash, new earth is not going to do the work for us. Yeah. So we have to do the work for ourselves. Right. So that's where I kind of bring it back to our individual journey is like, it, it sounds to me and, you know, like it's a mandatory process that we have to, you know, go through. And so, and, and, you know, this is, this is why I guess, are you seeing people be, as becoming more and more aware of this and, and having to do their, their spiritual work in order to you know, go into the ascension process and otherwise what happens if we, if, if people don't do this work? So essentially it's, okay, so within this 5D frequency, so within individuals not entirely doing the work for themselves, they receive more of that. So say if they're in the 3D, they're going to receive more of that 3D frequency. They're in the 4D, they're going to receive more of that 4D frequency. So yeah, it's, they all exist simultaneously. And so to an extent, if an individual doesn't necessarily want to move forward, then that's to an extent what they'll still experience. But if they do want to move forward, but they're not entirely shifting their own internal beliefs, their own internal symptoms, to an extent, what that's going to do is it's going to slingshot them back. And it's kind of going to create this pendulum type um, ascension process, if that makes sense. Right. It's like they're resistant uh, again, resisting something. So it's going to keep coming back our patterns and things like that. Right. That makes sense. Amazing. So, um, the other thing I wanted to just ask was about the light language. So I see also people on my social media, it's with the hands, it's with the uh, verbalizing. Can you tell me a little bit about this thing with the light language and where does that play a role in, in this, uh, this journey and these heal, this healing process? Yes. So especially the light languages I provide are, more along the lines. And so they come from overall a different beings that I work with, different beings that I channel, trance channel. And so to an extent, what they do is they come into my being, into um, my overall field and frequency, and I give them control of my mouth space. 
which um, to an extent have gotten to a place where it is very um, effortless on my part. But uh, yeah, so they come in, they use my mouth to speak overall light codes, light language. And those are activations for our own being. But I do like to note that these light languages don't necessarily do that. Um, they don't necessarily do that work for us. So essentially, if we have resistance towards releasing or if we don't want to release them ourselves, then to an extent, those light languages are kind of like a crutch. But they are such a helpful tool when you are actively working through those things within yourself. Amazing. So are you primarily working one-on-one -on -one with people or like, uh, are you doing group classes? Because I saw a couple different things you do on the, on the, on the website. Where, what do you, what do you do primarily when, when someone comes to you with an issue? Yes. Yeah, so I prefer to primarily work one-on-one. -on -one. That is usually how I only work is one-on-one -on -one so that I get an active feel on your energy and only your energy. Whereas say in a group session, there would be many different individuals with many different energies and to an extent sorting through that. I love to work one-on-one -on -one with my clients so that I give them exactly what they need. I can tap in in full with their energy and give them that time and space. Amazing. And do you do, so you, I know you said you have homework and things like how, how often do people like work with you? Is it like, oh, they do it for, you know, a couple months, once a week. Like, what do you, what do you tend to see as far as what works best for people moving through these uh, issues? So sometimes say if you are experiencing spiritual psychosis. Um, it depends. So everyone experiences that differently. And so a lot of the time, I give it to them to make sure that they really feel whole, full and complete within themselves and then work from there meeting back again in a month and see how we are doing. But to an extent, the client if they feel like they need it, they can either push back or lessen that time until we meet again. Then are they getting a, like a transformational result? Like where they, I don't know, maybe get their stronger intuitive or their own psychic abilities start to get stronger. Is that part of the transformation as well? Or what do you see when, when they're coming up from like the other side of all of this? It really depends on what they were seeking within that. If they were seeking to, to an extent, receive those enhanced abilities, then uh, they would, to an extent, really receive those enhanced abilities. Whereas to an extent, an individual, yes, thank you. Whereas an individual experiencing to an extent bodily aches, bodily functions, spiritual psychosis, ascension symptoms, would to an extent really experience that release. And it makes me so happy to hear feedback from my client. It really makes my heart full. I, I am so glad that what I'm doing assists them. Amazing. So you're, you're, you're hitting on, on all the things that they can heal from what, what I I'm excited. Cause I did see some of your reviews and testimonials. So, um, you know, this is great. And for anyone listening, you know, where's the best place if they, if they hear this for our listeners, where can they come and reach out to you? What's the best way to get in touch if they're interested in some of your work here? 
So I primarily use Instagram. You can just DM me on Instagram if you want to, to an extent, book a reading with me. I do have a website, and that is just sprinkleofspirituality.com. But my main um, way that I really like to hear from clients is through my Instagram DMs. Oh, amazing. Okay, well, that's easy enough. And I'll, I'll have all of those links uh, listed below this episode as well. Um, and so before we wrap up, is there anything else that you'd like to leave with our listeners? Any other, you know, last words of, of wisdom from all of this? If they're, if they're curious about learning more about Ascension or any of these other, uh, any of these other topics? So one thing that I find really important is that Ascension symptoms do not fully, fully indicate ascension. You don't need to an extent feel these overall experiences. It's not mandatory to ascend. And so to an extent, I urge you to really go in and do that inner work. And to an extent, if you need assistance, you can DM me on Instagram and we can work it out. All right. I love that. Well, that that takes the pressure off. So we don't feel like uh, so much pressure to have to do something or uh, just taking it easy on ourselves. And um, this is great. So I am so excited to have you, Caitlin. I think this is a fantastic little overview of the whole process and everything. Um, you definitely touched on a lot of these interesting things that I've been hearing, third dimension, fifth dimension, what does that all mean? So yeah, thank you so much for being here. It was really awesome to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. Amazing. All right. This was Into the Light and uh, feel free to tune in to next week's episode. I will have all of Caitlin's information listed on the bottom of uh, this uh, podcast link, as well as um, on my website at www.adinamovana.com. Thank you so much, Caitlin. It was great to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. Please share your biggest takeaway with me via our community. For new listeners, thank you for tuning in. I invite anyone to explore the resources, links, and show notes available on my website, www.adinamovana.com. If a topic or discussion piqued your curiosity or interest today during the show, you can easily find it there at that website. And if you have any specific topics you would like me to cover, feel free to email me at em at adinamovana.com. Thank you again for joining me today. And I look forward to connecting with you again next week on Into the Light.